change or be changed. If you don't build for tomorrow, someone else will. But just because you need to adapt doesn't mean that you have to start from scratch. On Venture to Watch, we uncover the inventive solutions of emerging startup founders, as well as the innovation secrets of venture capitalists and corporate visionaries. We'll give you the blueprint to invent the future because what's next, what's next is now. Welcome to Venture to Watch. I'm your host, Fred Schonenberg. And on today's show, we have Kate Bradley Chernis, founder of Lately. Uh, Lately's marketing dashboard creates a command center for your business and their AI powered social post auto generator creates dozens of unique social posts in just a few clicks. Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Fred. Thanks so much for having me, and hello, universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, Kate, can you tell us uh, your founder story? Why did you launch Lately? Where did the idea come from, and, and what were you doing at the time? Yeah, um, and so so hold on, because it's, it's a good story, um, and a little bit of a long one. So I was actually, uh, in another life, I was a rock and roll DJ, Fred, um, so in that life, um, I was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM satellite radio. And I, um, you know, I was having a really hard time. I was a, a woman. I, I don't have a face for radio. Yay. So I was sexually harassed, you know, maybe more than the other women. There was a lot of people sexually harassed on radio. And, and strangely, that's not what bothered me. What did bother me was that, like, I didn't get credit for what I was doing consistently. And so I felt devalued and devalidated. And it was really so frustrating that my body was physically reacting. I was really ill and um, it, was, it was screaming at me, get out of this. So I, I made a lateral change to another music industry thing, same kind of deal. And I was a, I was a terrible employee too at this time. I was crying. I was like, you know, really unhappy. And so one day my dad was just sick of it. And he lovingly shook me by the shoulders and said, you can't work for other people. And there's no shame in that. And I had this epiphany. I was like, Oh, huh, I guess, I guess that's true, to a new. And so my husband, or my boyfriend at the time, in his wisdom, gave me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. You know that book, right? And I read it, and I got to page, like, nine, and it said, don't make a plan, just get started. So I was like, well, why the hell am I reading this freaking book? So I tossed it. And, like, the next day, I literally had a meeting with – I didn't know who they were. They were coming to deliver a product for, the, for work for me, but they were two angel investors. And I was um, being myself, which is not particularly um, gentle or, or polite normally. And they loved it. And they were like, hey, we want to invest in your, make a company with you. Let's start with $50,000. And here's a check. And I was like, what? And I came home and my husband was like, what? I just gave you that book. Like, what the hell happened? And I was like, I don't know, man. So, so here we went off and we created, um, it was a music taste making widget. Remember widgets? And as I was marketing that, someone else came along and said, wow, you are really good at marketing this. Would you consult us and we'll pay you a lot more money and you don't have to listen to bad music anymore. And I was like, hell yes, I'm ready to be done with the music industry. Um, and that was the Walmart project, which is where our story starts. So suddenly I'm consulting the largest retailer in the world and uh, not to bore you, but just to go into a little more detail. Um, so this was an interesting project. It was Walmart uh, collaborating oh, hold on, hold on. with United Way I, World. I, I, I have to interrupt you. 
So hold on. So you decide <laughs> radio doesn't work for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell you, rock and roll DJ, like, I don't shut up. You know, you have to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm very interested, though. So nine pages into your first startup book, you're like, you know, don't make a plan. So you go, okay, I'm going to start something. Meet two people somewhat serendipitously and get an angel investment. Uh, to go into marketing, which which ties, I see the the sort of marketing and music, that angle. How does like Walmart, one of the biggest brands in the world, become sort of an early <laughs> sort of pivot there? I mean, that seems like a really interesting moment in time. Yeah, thanks for asking. It was because as I was marketing, um, so that company that I built was called Atlandos Music. I'm a huge um, Andy Summers fan, guitar player for the police. So I stole that name because it means outlaw. Outlaw of love is what Atlandos means. And I thought it was cool. And these guys really liked that about me and didn't really care what we did. And, and so the first thing we did was we made a music tastemaking company. This actually does tie into now. And it was a widget of two songs a day, an old song and a new song, because the way a good DJs or a good radio show or, or music really works is you have to access every song you've ever listened to before whenever you're listening to a new piece of music. That's how your brain works. And so nostalgia is tied into the act of listening. It's really interesting. And that act of nostalgia is what helps you place new music into your new catalog. And so I've actually taken this idea, by the way, and translated it into how, how Lately works, um, which is why that'll come in and how I did the marketing for Walmart. So as I was doing this for them, I, um, that's how I started marketing the company. So I was using this idea of new and old, like to give you, for you to discover something new, if you're anchored in something familiar, it's a lot more easy for you to accept and digest that and then also to share it, which is what you want with marketing. And someone else who worked with the Walmart project, um, who was a close personal you know, family friend of mine, saw me doing this and that was the person who brought me on board originally and what they told me to do with walmart at first i was i was in on their behalf they told me just to sit back and and watch they're like listen there's a lot of meetings i don't want to be on these meetings can you be on these meetings let me know what happens and so after the first week um the project was interesting because it was walmart and united way worldwide bank of america at&t national disability institute so all these in the irs all these very large companies that all had franchises or, or nonprofit, you know, locations involved and tens of thousands of small and medium businesses. So it was a huge group of people. They were, they were um, marketing a, a nonprofit uh, piece of software called my free taxes designed to help lift the poor out of poverty through um, income tax prep and, and financial education. So I went home that week having witnessed calls for the week and thought, this is a freaking mess. My brain can't digest this, and so I built a spreadsheet. And my spreadsheet was just meant to organize my brain. I showed it to my partner, and she was like, you have to show this to Walmart. So it ended up being our Bible, and it got us 130% ROI year over year for three years. So the reason why, <laughs> yeah, thank you, is because um, of this. So what I saw initially was, all right, so here's all these people that want to promote this very good cause and, and help help this cause grow. And they all have different skill sets and different levels. And the one thing that is shocking to me is that nobody wants to do the writing. 
Now, this is 10 years ago, so a lot of the writing was focused on blogs and newsletters and press releases, but we did have other, quote, long-form content. There were uh, satellite radio media tours. Um, there was YouTube, and, you know, there was all these other kinds of things. Social was just starting. So the first thing I did was, all right, they were hiring me to do the writing. I could see that. But then once we wrote content, nothing would happen with it. There would be one public shout out and then that was it. It was like get it, collecting dust. And I thought, well, I can spend five hours doing that. Who else is writing all this content? A ton of people. This is a huge waste of time. And so the other thing I noticed was that whatever content we created, we had to, on the national level, disseminate it to all tens of thousands of players so that they could use it and then customize, customize it and localize it. And these were mostly small businesses who like didn't really know how to do marketing. They needed help. Um, and then the other thing I noticed was that to get Walmart to approve anything was like a giant nightmare. It took months and months. And the thought of getting like a thousand social posts approved, nobody wanted to do that. So I thought, well, let's kill a million birds with one stone. So I took a blog that I wrote. Every sentence of it was awesome because I wrote it. And I took each sentence and I added a short link to the blog at the end of each sentence. So I pulled out like the good ones. I had 40, cent 40 different social posts really quickly. And I took a ton of long form content and did the same thing. Walmart approved it in seconds because they already had. And then I built a playbook of how to disseminate it and then walked them through a, a national project of how people could localize it. So that's what the spreadsheet did, right? This is what Lately uses AI now to do so that people like you and me can do what I did for Walmart for themselves in seconds for almost pennies, right? Yeah, and I, I think that is what, I mean, I love, I love the background. I think it, it's super important to think, you know, where founders come up with their ideas, how it evolves and develops uh, into their product. And, you know, as a small business owner myself, but also someone that works with some of the biggest brands in the world, there, there's a pain point here. Uh, you know, you do a, a podcast and you get, it gets pushed out and people listen, but like you need to push it beyond that, that audience to all the different channels you have. And there's, you know, smart things said within that, that could then feed thought leadership, that could feed social, that could feed email and sales. And the effort of organizing that sometimes makes it daunting. So it just sits in a vault or in somebody's drawer and, you know, this great thing never gets exposed. And then with larger companies, the idea of coordinating across multiple levels of the organization, regional, local, uh, and getting those approvals is a beast. Um, so I think you're tackling something here that's really interesting. What would you say your, I'll say unique value proposition is, and, and if it is not, I would also like you to talk about the AI sort of auto-generator. Yeah, it certainly is the AI. I mean, you know, it's exactly, there's a couple things you're touching on there. Number one, what it, it turns out I foresaw something 10 years ago that people are just cottoning on to now, which is the, the old way of marketing was in the moment, now, 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 right? The new way of marketing is um, figuring out what the new evergreen is and marketing after the thought, because like, like TV, people don't watch live anymore. They binge later. And with marketing content, it's the same way. It's super fine to feed a podcast in bite-sized chunks to you on and on and on for months over time, right? Which is what Lately's AI does, right? So now, 
and so now I'm going to answer your question a little bit more directly. Um, so like, like Netflix, what the AI does is um, once you connect, we, we learn what your audience wants to read. That's what we do. And then we start feeding you relevant content based on what that model is. And now we're building the model out more to create original content based on what we've learned. So again, very much like Netflix, right? Um, the way it breaks down for, for the nerds in the room is like this. So lately, when you, when you connect your social channels to Lately, um, we'll go back and instantly uh, assess everything you've ever published over the last year. And we're looking for the content that's had the highest engagement. And then we're breaking that down into a writing model that knows what your, what your customer wants to read, obviously. And then we're using that model to extract content from long-form content. So if you have a blog or a newsletter or a chapter of a book, or a podcast or a video, we will make mini movie trailers and hundreds of them in 1.8 seconds to help you promote that and then um, schedule it in, in bulk at, uh, over time, right? Because it doesn't matter when I learn about it as a customer. It doesn't matter at all, as long as the resource is like on, ongoing, like drip fed. Yeah, so I think this ties back to your police example, right? So you you ingest <laughs> the old, right? And then uh, the AI is suggesting the new or how to make it fresh, uh, which is a nice sort of tie there. I have a tough question for you. Do you think AI can replace human creativity? Yeah, so no, I don't. Um, what we do at Lately is we do this. So our AI is designed to start you at third place. And the human's job is to get you home. And let me, let me string that out a little more. So AI on its own, awesome. Humans on own, awesome. AI plus humans, out of this world, awesome. It's a one plus one equals three equation, right? But the human is everything there because marketing specifically runs on emotion. This is that nostalgia piece we were talking about, right? The reason that music is so powerful is because you, you literally have this emotional dialect drawing back to the history of when you were born, when you could first hear. And marketing is the same way. It taps into that, that photographic you know, memory and, and audio memory of everything you've ever read and heard constantly. You're always comparing it to, to other things. Um, and that has to be a, an emotional end. So with Lately's you know, ability to get you to third base, start you at third base, pulling back the fear of the blank page, at least giving you that idea or insight of where to start, and then the human putting that touch on it. What's that magical voice like, you know? Um, that's really a key component. Now, also, I'll say this, we want to get you further to home base as, as far as we can. Um, and so we have a roadmap that is in the process of doing that. And I'll share a little bit about that, Fred, if it's cool. But um, what we've learned over the last couple of years is that our customers want to market more like we do, <laughs> like I do, right? So how Lately Markets is my voice very much. Um, it's a lot of what I learned from radio. Like what, what I learned was how to make listeners fans, which is a big difference. There's a big difference between a listener and a fan because a fan evangelizes you, right? And you do that by injecting that human element in by leaving in mistakes, for example, um, or putting in that special touch that lets you know that I'm, I'm a human behind the, behind the microphone, for example. Um, and, you know, how, how we do that, our customers kept asking us, can you teach us classes on writing, et cetera, et cetera. So we've actually taken five years of our own marketing and we're running it through the, the Lately Brain now to actually 
um, starts recommending our best practices in addition to what it's learning that your customers want to hear so you have access to a whole new um, library of recommendations. I love it. Um, when you look, let's say three to five years down the line, where, where do you see lately? Where do you hope the company will, will be? Yeah, um, so, so right now, Lately extracts short-form content from long-form content, right? Um, and then we enhance it with something. So the example is, right now we extract social media posts from blogs, videos, uh, podcasts, and then we enhance it in one way or the other. One way is through keyword weighting. Another way is through um, multilingual lingual translation. So you give me a Spanish blog, I'll give you Spanish social, social posts, for example. In the future, we will be able to extract different kinds of short-form content from that long-form content. So text, email, other blogs, right? Um, and then the enhancements will get more complicated to, as well. So you could push a button that says, give me happy social posts. Give me snarky social posts. I love it, man, the snarky one. Uh, is one we hit a lot. Uh, last question for you. If you, uh, if you could pitch lately to any CMO in the world, uh, who would it be and why? What, what company are you, would be your dream client? Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that. And it's, it's strangely a client that I don't, I don't respect. Which is Gannett. <laughs> they would be my ideal client uh, because they have so much long-form content that they are letting blow in the wind, like on a regular basis. They're also a they're dinosaurs. They hadn't cottoned on to this new um, way of promoting content in the in the future, as opposed to thinking of the minute. And if they don't change how they're thinking, they're gonna die, especially in this very very new. Um, world that we're all living in that it isn't going to go backwards, right? Like there's many new changes are going to stay. Um, so, you know, they would be my ideal client for sure. Do you know anybody? I, I do know a few people at Gannett. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I know somebody that just left Gannett actually that was pretty high up. Uh, so fairly, but it's true, right? Like I think there's so many legacy businesses that uh, need to adapt faster. It's why I started Venture Fuel. Um, and I, I think there's technology and solutions like Lately that can, that can help them quicker uh, and without total disruption, right? Like it's, it's, it's a change that is fairly easy to implement. It's not a huge cost to their business and they should be iterating and trying things and seeing, seeing what, what works and what sticks and what can get them new consumers and expand their base and take advantage of they're, they're long form content. That's what costs the most money to produce and the most time. And if you can take that and, and adapt it to new forms of technology or social media or all different places where consumers now are going to consume content, it, it gives you a whole ocean of, of new things to talk about that you've already created and already spent the time doing. So exactly. I hear you. Well, uh, Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, to get more information on Lately or to learn more about any of the other startups we featured on Venture to Watch, you can go to our website, www.venturefuel.net. Uh, and if you are a brand looking for strategic help in adapting, as we just discussed, to this ever-changing world, just shoot us a note uh, at info at venturefuel.net. And until next time, remember what's next is now.